Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. Shea Theodore hands the Canadians a loss in OT. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco. Follow us at Locked On VGK or me at Tony Dasco on Twitter. You can hear me Saturday mornings from 8 to 10 a.m. on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, which is also heard on the Odyssey app. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen. It's free and available on all platforms. My goodness, those hands. Shea Theodore called game on the 53rd shot of the contest last night as the Golden Knights defeated Montreal in overtime in what I called a must-win, right, yesterday. And the final score was 4-3, to 53 shots on goal. That is just one off of the team record set in 2019. It was a night that Shea Theodore just could not be denied with the sharp stick handling as he beats Sam Montebo on the shift. And again, he just comes up with the puck. He steals the puck on the forecheck, and then he buries the game winner in overtime. My goodness, the hands were just so fast, like we've never seen him before out of Shea Theodore. He physically crossed over the Habs' Christian Dvorak, like you've never seen before. It's something you might see on the basketball court, but this was on skates, folks. And the hands were so fast before he buries the shot into the basket. Sam Montembeau was just simply hung out to dry. He played a pretty good game, but he just could not stop this shot. We've heard of vintage Mark Stone. This is the vintage Shea Theodore moment. It was a three-point night for Theodore in one of his most memorable performances. The Golden Knights come back. They break the three-game losing streak. They redeem themselves after falling behind 3-2 to two late. Jonathan Marchessault scored the equalizing goal inside of just nine minutes remaining, and then that set the stage for Theodore in overtime. Theodore with the game-winning dangle and the goal less than two minutes into the extra period, and it came off of the assist from Nick Waugh. Theodore now with eight goals on the season to go along with 21 helpers, so that's 29 points. His career best is 46 points in the 2019-2020 season. Theodore also had an assist earlier this week in the Pittsburgh game. Theodore had the early season head injury that we recall, and that was the game in which he lost his edge, the non-contact injury against the Canes. He falls backwards. He hits his head on the boards. He had been out, in and out of the lineup, had COVID protocols, all sorts of issues. It's been a roller coaster ride for Shea Theodore. Theodore was playing more minutes on Thursday night, and that was due to the late scratch of Zach Whitecloud. Uh, Whitecloud had his back sort of seize on him, according to Peter DeBoer, during the pregame warm-ups. DeBoer said that his back froze up, and that caused VGK to scratch White Cloud. Both Theodore and Dylan Coglin, they both saw a substantial minutes increase. I thought that Coglin had a very good game. Both Theodore and Coglin, Theodore led the team with time on the ice at 26-20. Dylan Coglin, 25-08, a career high, I believe. Coglin had some good opportunities also. He had a total of five shots on goal and five of the 17 shots that were taken by defensemen, and most of those were quality shots, good looks. On the Marcheseau power play goal, Theodore had the assist. I believe that's the one that he won the draw. He got the puck to William Carlson, who then found a wide-open Marcheseau just driving to the net. And earlier, Theodore 
who again just could not be denied on that night, assisted on William Carlson's first power play goal of the season. Another headline could have been, White Cloud's back seized up, Shea Theodore seized the moment. Now remember that Theodore has been part of all sorts of trade rumors too. His name was mentioned perhaps the most as being part of the Jack Eichel deal originally. We had heard his name repeatedly. Then he hurt himself also in the preseason game against the Sharks. He missed some of the preseason drills, got the late start. He had a solid December as he came back with the team. He had that two-assist game against the Lightning. And perhaps all of the trade talks and rumors have really sparked Shea Theodore. He played one of his best games in the Golden Knights uniform last night. For Theodore, he has to continue to pick up his play. He also needs to preserve some minutes for Alex Petrangelo. Petrangelo has just refused to come off of the ice at times, and Theodore needs to eat up some of Petro's minutes. Alec Martinez could be back on the upcoming East Coast road trip, which is great news, and that will also even out some minutes for VGK. We have told you about the importance of winning faceoffs. Nick Waugh kept the puck alive on the final sequence, on the winning sequence inside of the circle. He goes down to a knee. He just kept the puck alive. Ben Sherrod took the puck away, and he skated behind the net with Theodore just stuck to him like glue. Near the corner on the far side, we saw Theodore forechecking Sherrod, and he wouldn't let him out of the zone. He stole the puck and he fed it back to Nick Waugh, who had a puck battle of his own that he needed to win. And then he finds a cutting Theodore coming downhill, and Theodore just puts it home. I mean, fans were like, where has this been? Where has this been? Uh, Theodore's skates and hands really saved the day for VGK. It was a must-win early in the season. I know that's a lot of pressure, but they had to win that game because it broke the three-game losing streak, and now it gives VGK some life after that eight-game homestand that was just kind of blasé. The Golden Knights now head out on Monday for that big road trip. It starts on Monday in Washington, D.C. against the Capitals, and it's just going to be a very tough and grueling road swing for the Golden Knights. Coming up next, how my keys to the game fared. You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthy, then Built Bar has to be in your plan. Built Bar tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Unlike other protein bars, it doesn't taste chalky or waxy or like a chemical spill. Covered in 100% chocolate, most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar and net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Built Bar has so many flavors to choose from. My New Year's resolution is to try as many flavors as possible, and there are always new limited flavors that you can find at Built.com. Go to Built.com today to get 15% off your order by using the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. It is free and available on all platforms. I'm Tony Cardasco. Let's check out our keys to last night's game and how everything played out. The Golden Knights with the 4-3 overtime win on the insane finish by Shea Theodore. I said VGK could not play soft. Well, on the Tyler Toffoli goal on the power play, there was hardly any help in front of the net, and Bill Carlson even was tossed through the crease. Teams continue to crash the net, and this is a recurring problem. Even with McNabb and Petrangelo in the vicinity, the Golden Knights still couldn't keep the Canadians away from the net. VGK needs to win the scrums. They have to wear down their opponents. They played better in front of both nets at times, but they need to do it on the regular. 
Pete DeBoer asked the team for the full 60. Asked him to play a full 60 minutes. The game should have been put away a lot sooner. No way should this have been an overtime game. Should never have gone into the OT. Some of the Twitter boo birds even came out last night when Robin Leonard couldn't find a puck again. And that happened on the go-ahead goal by Mike Hoffman of Montreal. Where did Hoffman go? Just couldn't find him. Got lost. Hoffman scoring the goal top shelf just under the crossbar as he tucked it under there. Leonard lost the puck behind the net. In Leonard's defense, there weren't enough gold jerseys in front of the VGK net. Yeah, they're still a pretty soft team in front of the net. Something has to be done. It's something to watch in the second half of this season. VGK scores goals, then they give them right back. That's been the nature of this season. My second key to last night's game was to stay out of the penalty box. That's what really killed VGK in the loss to Pittsburgh. But VGK last night won the battle. They won the battle of special teams. Carlson and Marcia so scored on a couple of power play opportunities for the Golden Knights. The Canadians scoring on that Tyler Toffoli power play goal. I thought the Canadians would be much better on the PK too, though, to be honest. They gave up two wide open looks, none more open than Marcia so's. The Golden Knights committed three penalties. Luckily, they gave up just one power play goal, and I thought Montreal would be better again on the PK, but there was a ton of open ice, and the Golden Knights cashed in on the man advantage twice. My third key to last night's game was to put shots on net, and I said I wasn't talking about shots from the point either. VGK just really needs to work the puck inside. The Golden Knights had nearly doubled the amount of shots on goal as the Habs, 53-27. to 27. 53 shots on goal, and that was the second most in team history in a game. The Golden Knights needed a lot more of those shots to be quality chances. Several out of range. On the opening goal, Chandler Stevenson, his goal. VGK crashed the net, and a carrier rebound came out to Stevenson, who got the scoring started. That's how they need to execute. The Golden Knights needed more chances like that. Sam Montembeau played well at times for the Canadians. Heck, he's had to turn away 100 shots, I think, over the past two games in Dallas and against VGK. The Golden Knights needed to move the puck inside more. Montreal's defense is just not that good. And on the shot chart, I counted that there were more than 20 shots outside of the circles. So you have to continue to get that puck inside to keep moving and to move away from the puck as well. Yes, VGK put shots on net, but a lot of them were just not quality shots. They need to step that up as well. I also thought that Riley Smith might break through last night. He has not scored a goal now since the Kings game, December the 28th, and now it's just one goal in a 19-game span. His brothers on the Misfit line, they both connected, they both scored, but nothing goose egg for Riley Smith on the night. One player that could be on the rise, I mentioned him earlier, Dylan Coglin. Coglin, a career night in minutes, and he also had five shots on goal, and those were all mostly quality chances. So watch out for Dylan Coglin on the way up. When we return, midseason honors. You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON in all caps, LOCKED ON in all caps to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back. I'm Tony Cardasco, and thanks for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen every day. It is free and available on all platforms. So last night marked the midway point of the season, and I came up with my own midseason honors, if you will. I only have five categories, and thanks to all of you via social media and text and otherwise who sent me your nominations. So I have the best win of the first half, the worst loss, the most valuable player, and the biggest disappointment and the biggest surprise. So those are the categories. Uh, Best win, worst loss, MVP, biggest disappointment, and biggest surprise. So let's start first with the best win. The Vegas Fever podcast said that it was Dallas on December the 8th. Can't argue too much with that one because that was the come-from-behind win where Robin Leonard was pulled from the game. Uh, But some have also said that it's the win over the New York Rangers on the latest homestand. This homestand has lasted forever. It feels like it's going into next year. I feel like the Rangers look like they are a team that is for real under Gerard Gallant, and I would have to say probably the Rangers game. The worst loss, and I don't even think that this one is close. To me, it was the loss against the Philadelphia Flyers. How did VGK lose at home to a team that came into the fortress losing 10 straight games? They had a new head coach. To me, it was a no-brainer that the worst loss was against the Flyers. And VGK, you know, still cannot beat the top teams at home in the first half. They had the losses to the Hurricanes. To the Predators, I think the Predators are really good. Uh, To the Lightning, the Blues even. VGK just could not get past some of the upper echelon teams in the first half, and they're going to need to post some uh, victories over the top-tier teams in the second half of this season. Also under consideration, one of my friends, Steve, he said it was probably the Penguins game, blowing the three-goal lead and giving up five straight. But to me, again, worst loss by far against the Flyers. The biggest disappointment, and I have to agree with you, Jonathan Haas, who's one of our regular listeners, and thanks so much for tuning in. Jonathan Haas and I are both in agreement. How could it not be William Carlson? Yes, Carlson has been injured. He's played in only 26 games. He just got his sixth goal, and he got an assist last night. He scored his first power play goal of the season on Thursday night on a give and go. But he has to do more. They pay him so much more. They pay him to score goals. And VGK has relied on him in the past to do a lot of intangible things, like win face-offs. He must have read our preview before last night's game. The biggest surprise? Well, I thought that the biggest surprise of the first half is the coaching job that Peter DeBoer has done with VGK. How about a 10-3 December through all the adversity? How about keeping this team together and even fitting in AHL players into the system? I thought that this has by far been his best coaching job. He's the all-star coach. He's the all-star coach for the Pacific. Jonathan Haas said Nick Waugh. Yes, solid surprise. Another player with a career season, and he has fit in with several lines this season. But Pete DeBoer, he could be coach of the year in the National Hockey League if this continues in the second half. Most valuable player, without even a question, it is Chandler Stevenson. Yet another goal on Thursday night. He is the Golden Knights' leading scorers. This is a guy that came in on the fourth line, right? On Thursday, he was once again without Stone and Pacioretty. And it's been this way, like what, more than a dozen times? 
He has played minus both of those teammates more than a dozen times this season, and he is just doing an outstanding job. 38 points, 38 points on the season at the midway point for Chandler Stevenson should have been an all-star. I don't want to get carried away there. If there is a last-minute all-star replacement to be had, Stevenson should just be here in Vegas waiting. Once again, here are my midseason honors. The best win was against the Rangers, 5-1 on January the 6th. A special assist going out to the VGK video guy for making Ryan Reeves soppy. The worst loss of the Flyers, 4-3 on December the 10th. It was awful. That was such a bad loss to a team that had lost 10 straight and came off of a loss in Arizona. Are you kidding me? The biggest disappointment, William Carlson. He needs to get it in gear in the second half, and I still don't believe that he stays with the second line once Jack Eichel returns. My friend Steve had casted his vote for Robin Leonard as the biggest disappointment. It's been an up-and-down season for the Panda. The biggest surprise, I said it's Peter DeBoer. How has he kept this ship afloat? And our MVP, who should have been an all-star, Chandler Stevenson, now with 12 goals, 26 assists, 38 points. He leads the team in every category, plus seven overall. Chandler Stevenson, the team MVP. It's going to be an exciting second half of the season for the Golden Knights. Jack Eichel and a lot of players are going to be returning. Coming up on Monday's show, the Golden Knights visit the nation's capital. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms. We thank you all for tuning in. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday on Locked On Golden Knights.